Welcome back, guys. Um, welcome back to Hip Hop with Pop. I'm your host, Rashad Myers. I'm Pop. I'm John. And um, this is a podcast <clears throat> where Dad and I um, just kind of chop it up about uh, the music and artists that we really have grown to love over the years. Uh, we hope you enjoy this as much as we enjoy having this discussion and sharing music with each other, as well as a little bit of conversation. This episode of Hip Hop with Pop is brought to you by 314 City Gear. 314 City Gear is proud of its hometown and is committed to giving back. As such, 3.14% of our sales will be donated quarterly to a different charity serving the St. Louis area. Please be sure to drop by our website for more information on the amazing organizations we are partnering with and plan to support. Please consider joining us in our support of these organizations. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up on all the new products and offers. 314 City Gear. Rep the 314. Hi, this is Leah and Liz of MP Home Co., specializing in interior decorating, organization, and other home design improvements. We can refresh the look of your home by creating a newly designed, personal, and functional space that is a reflection of your style. We also provide home staging to maximize the sales price of your home. We're based in Kirkwood, but serve the greater St. Louis area and would love to work with you on your next home improvement project. With MP Home Co., you'll get functional, livable design. We have an exciting project happening right now that you can follow on our blog. We're flipping a local fixer-upper. Visit our website, mphomeco.com, or follow us at MP Home Co. on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Mention this ad for 10% off any service. Also, Leah Myers, who's a my wife and realtor with Keller Williams. Um, you can find her on Facebook, uh, Leah, M-Y-E-R-S. Um, and she would like to say that whether you're looking to uh, sell a house or buy a house, um, just reach out and see if, see if she can help you. Um, there's also a staging and um, like a decluttering organ organization uh, aspect to her business. So just make sure you can, you know, if you have a, a need, reach out and let her know what you're up to. So, well, in that regard, in terms oh. of your your wife and Leah, a wonderful, wonderful lady whom we know and love, you say she's involved in helping people declutter. Yes. Would could we hire her to help her to declutter? Um, yeah, <laughs> you certainly could. Okay. Uh. Just, just checking. My point is, since, since she is my daughter-in-law. Could we get a discount? <laughs> I mean, you can get the family rate, but okay, I'm just saying the volume here would okay. probably knock it out. No, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> we have a lot of accumulation here. That's all good. No, she'd be happy to help, honestly. Okay, thanks. So I, I wanted to, before we get into the um, the artists and stuff, uh, what were your expectations of this project? We forgot to hit that on the first uh, the first episode. Well, I didn't know exactly what uh, to expect. Uh, I, I viewed podcast, obviously, from, from, from education and so forth, and other people doing, uh, I also listen to a, a religious pod, uh, podcast from Louisville, Kentucky, quite often, and uh, so uh, I didn't, didn't know exactly what uh, to expect. Uh, the podcast that I listen to from Louisville, Kentucky, the guy never uses any notes. He just hmm. talks theology 
for about a half, it's really supposed to be like a 10 minute presentation. He goes on for about 30 minutes, just off the cuff, and it is just so brilliant. It's kind of like Bach again. It just huh. it just rolls off. Okay. And this, I thought the first session went fairly, fairly well. Fairly actually, well. Actually, for huh? the first time for me. <laughs> Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I thought so too. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we 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 touched on some some good songs and had some good history there. So. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, did you want to start off, or did you want me to? Yeah. I I'll, I'll, I will start. <clears throat> okay. I start in this case with uh, a an artist whom we know. Uh, his name is Riley B. King. We know him as BB King, hmm. and BB King is part of a triad of, that's three, a triad of three other kings, B.B., Freddie, and Albert King. And Any relation there? They're all kings, they're, and they're, they're their full names, they're all king boys, uh, except, uh, I'm not so sure about the history of uh, Freddie, is his real name is King or not, but uh, they're all kings, and they're considered the three kings of blues, and we already talked about the father of blues, Muddy Waters. Mm -hmm. And Riley B. King changed his name from Riley to B.B. at an early age uh, as he began to uh, work in Mississippi. He was born in Rolling Forks, Mississippi, which is uh, the southern portion of the Delta. Again, not terribly far from where I grew up, uh, an hour drive thereabout, a little bit, a little bit more. And uh, as a young man, he worked in a cotton gin in uh, Indianola, Mississippi, and then began to play in uh, little jute joints around that area. And then on a radio station, he became known in the southern portion of the Delta, went up to Memphis for a short time. And from Memphis, he caught the uh, Illinois Central Railroad and ended up in Chicago hmm. uh, as, as well for a period of time. He didn't stay there, but he did go to Chicago for a period of time. And he recorded with uh, Crown Label, Kent and MCA and ABC. And that's uh, Riley B. King, as we know as B.B. Blues Boy King. Okay, let's get into it then. Oh, uh, Rock Me Baby would be the name. Rock Me Baby is one of his famous, uh, most well-known songs, yeah. Good call, Q. That's producer Q. <laughs> Thank you. 
There has been some debate about uh, B.B. and Albert King as to who is the best, who was the best guitar player. Hmm. And I don't know, I can't select uh, to, to determine which one. They were outstanding guitar players, as, as well as Freddie. Uh, the story goes in terms of guitar is that there was a fire in a bar where B.B. was playing one night down south. And um, the ushers rushed everybody out of the building uh, where the fire was taking care, uh, occurring. And B.B. King rushed back into a burning building. Hmm. And people asked, why would he do, why is it, what is he going back in there for? And the response from a band leader was that, a band member was that he was going back in to get Lucille. <laughs> and, Lucille. Well, Lucille, we thought everybody was out of the building. Well, by that time, B.B. came out with his guitar and that was Lucille, hmm. named Lucille. And uh, of all the guys who of that era who uh, lived in Chicago for a time, B.B., as I said before, did not stay in Chicago. He spent a great deal of his time on the East Coast. And he, more than any other artist, traveled from city to city with, with, his, his, with his band. As a matter of fact, I don't call it a band, I call it an orchestra. He had mm -hmm. a, probably a 20-piece group of people, musicians yeah. with his band. And every year, at least once a year, he would come to, to Jackson, Mississippi and play for the Teachers Association in mm -hmm. Jackson. And that was a big event. So people from not only Jackson, but from Meridian, Baton Rouge, from Northern Mississippi will come down and listen to B.B. Mm -hmm. King in Jackson, Mississippi. Well, to your point, uh, <coughs> I had read somewhere out of, <coughs> on the internet, it must have been true, that um, you know, the several years leading up before he had passed away, he was still playing over 300 nights a yeah, year. Yeah, he traveled, exactly so. 300, yeah. that's, that's a, a lot did. of the, yeah, that's a lot of shows. A lot of shows. A lot of travel. Yes, yeah, he did. And I uh, don't know if there's anybody else who has uh, a more famous uh, instrument. Like, can you think of anybody else who has, like, an instrument that everybody knows the name of that <laughs> instrument? It's got to be no. the most famous guitar in the world. I think it is. I don't know if... Uh, Getting back to my man Bach, I don't. Th Bach has, doesn't have a uh, a, a uh, I mean, organ playing uh, named after yeah. him, or uh, uh, even Little Walter Jacob does not have a uh, harmonica named after him, and he's the greatest of those. Oh, that artist, or oh, the drummers, uh, yeah. Louis Prima, and uh, all of those I other mean, guys. You could take. I mean, um, Jimi Hendrix was known for playing a Stratocaster, right? You yes, know? but there, there's no one else that really like you know. You think of. <clears throat> One instrument, one particular style of instrument, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, that's, yeah. that's incredible. I think it's a testament to um, who yeah. he was as an, as an artist. Right. Not only did he travel in our country a great deal, but also out of the country, hmm. most particularly in Western Europe and in, in, uh, in England uh, and so forth. And uh, he had his uh, own club named after him. Uh, on 42nd Street in uh, New York City, not terribly far from where your sister used to live on 42nd Street, oh, yeah. down in the main area of uh, Broadway and uh, 42nd Street in that mm. area was a club. It's, I think it's closed down at the present time, but uh, that was B.B. Uh, Riley, B. King, well, you, the you artist. My buddy Grant, um, his folks used to live down in Memphis, and um, he was telling me a story one time. They had gone down to Beale Street and um, they went into BB's spot, mm -hmm. and, uh, and they were like, you know, the, the cover is 20 bucks a person yeah. or whatever. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? It's not usually 20 bucks a person or whatever, this, the, yeah. whatever the price was. And they're like, well, 
BB King's playing tonight, and he just oh, take, <laughs> yeah, take right. my money. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm insanely jealous that I never got to see him play, and yeah. you know, he just kind of got got lucky. You know, you, you stumble into a bar, and a legend is happens to be playing there at that night. Yeah, so that's I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Grant, yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. yeah. Now, one of the things about BB that I really appreciate, he understood his importance in the history of blues, and he gave his whole collection of of uh, recordings to the University of Mississippi at Oxford, Oxford Mississippi. Hmm. Not terribly far from where he grew up. And so you could go there now and uh, see displays of all of his uh, initial recordings mm -hmm. uh, at, 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 at Ole Miss. Now, why would, he, why would he pick just because it was close to his home? I think, I think in part, I think in, in the, the fact that that is the most noted university uh, people who come into doing research and what mm -hmm. have would would go to 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 uh, University of, of uh, Mississippi as opposed to say Jackson State or mm -hmm. some of the other state schools or smaller schools in that regard. And the other fact is that he understood that his audience transcended anything in terms of again the the black yeah. community and what have yeah. you. Yeah, he had a tremendous following in as I said before in Europe and uh, he just traveled all over the country. It was probably the most well known because of his traveling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was B.B. Uh, King, yeah. Well, right on. Well, I am going to introduce you to everyone's favorite billionaire, uh, Sean Carter. Okay. Uh, better known as Jay-Z, uh, husband of Beyonce, Carter. So, uh, <laughs> well, I picked albums, or excuse me, songs from two different albums here. Uh, one is his first album, uh, Reasonable Doubt, which was... Mm -hmm. which came out in 1996, and uh, the Black Album, which came out in 2003. Mm -hmm. um, and this first one uh, is off of that Reasonable Doubt project, and um, it's called The Evils. Uh, well, it's a D apostrophe Evils, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, put them together, and it says devils, and um, yeah. So it, there's just a lot of wordplay that goes on in this song, and I think it's brilliant. So um, I hope you enjoy it. Okay. That's Snoop. Dear God, I wonder, can you say Yeah. Right. Oops. Yeah, we're here. Mm-hmm. This shit is wicked on these mean streets. None of my friends speak. You're trying to win, but then again, maybe it's for the best though. Cause when they're seeing too much, you know they're trying to get you touched. Whoever said illegal was the easy way out. Couldn't understand the mechanics and the workings of the underworld. Granted, nine to five is how you survive. I ain't trying to survive, I'm trying to live it to the limit and love it alive. Like ills, poison my body. And you can say, fuck my skills. I never prayed to God, I prayed to God. Eat. That's right, it's wicked. That's life. I live it, ain't asking for forgiveness for my sins. Ends. I break bread with the late hands, picking their brains for angles and all the evils that the game would do. It gets dangerous. Money and power is changing us. Hmm. And that was lethal, infected with the evils. It's a cautionary tale. Mm -hmm. Bricks. 
close as a friend when we first started. But grew apart as the money grew, soon grew black hearted. Thinking back when we first learned to use rubbers, he never learned so in So, yeah, there's a lot there. Uh, yes. There's a lot of layers to what he's saying and what he's talking about and he, the stories he's telling. And I mean, there, there's there's references to, to movies, mm -hmm. uh, higher learning, Remy. Uh, mm -hmm. He's one of the most important pivotal characters in that movie and he just slips it in. If you don't blink, if you blink, you'll you miss, miss it. it. Yeah, yeah. Anything stand out to yeah. you in this the, one? The repetition here of uh, Dear God, uh, starting out and ending, Dear God, I wonder, can you save me? Mm -hmm. He is, is it, it is as if he saying, uh, I want time to do what is required to be saved. He said, I can't die, I can't die, I can't die. He doesn't mm -hmm. want to die. Uh, as if he is hoping for some kind of revelation hmm. before he dies. Uh, and he's, he's also questioning whether or not God has the ability to save such a person as he considers himself to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think... A lot of the times when you when you look at work like this, you see um, guys who come from uh, you, you know from from poverty, mm -hmm. and it's basically that you know do the ends justify the means. If I do this thing for money to feed my kid, yeah, like, it, it, am I going to be held yeah. accountable, or can I be forgiven for it? Exactly, exactly. Yes, and and then and so you so you see where he says the money and power is changing us. Yeah, it's kind of that thing: more, more money, more power, or more, more money, more problems. Um, you know, you, you, you get to a point where money changes who people are. You know, you, you end up being someone that you don't necessarily want to be. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. To, to, at a point. Yeah, he mentions that uh, secret society uh, trying to keep their eye on me. What do yeah. you think he means by the secret society? Is that I think that's a reference to the Illuminati, you know, it's, it's kind of conspiracy okay. theory. -ish, okay, all right, okay. Yeah, the Illuminati, okay. All right, the Illuminati, okay. All right. Yeah, well, I won't I get into the all the Illuminati. I'm familiar with that. I, I that makes sense now that uh, he's talking about that. Yeah. 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 How is he doing right now as an artist? Um, he just he just published um, an album, I think, two years ago called 444, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, if you look at the time on a clock, it'd be 4, mm -hmm. colon 44. Okay. And um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, um, it's grown man rap. You know, uh, some of the things that he spoke about in his earlier works, uh, you can definitely see that this is a young man rapping about, you know, fast cars, fast living women, mm -hmm. and um, 444 is more like, okay, uh, he even says in one track that, you know, he could have bought a certain building in a certain neighborhood and mm -hmm. paid four million for it, and now it's worth like 12 million dollars, and he feels, I don't even remember, I don't remember exactly what the yeah. figures were, but yeah. he was, the, the neighborhood is called Dumbo, and he says, I could have bought you know, I could have paid X amount of dollars in Dumbo for this mil this amount yeah, of million, right. this number of millions, and now it's worth like three Multiple times as much. That, and he's yeah. like, "Guess how I feel now?" Yeah. Dumbo. Dumbo. Gotcha. And so, gotcha. And so he's uh, he's got a billion dollars in the bank. Um, I think he's doing well. I would think I don't so. Know. <laughs> I would think I so. I don't know about his um, his mental state or anything. He seems to be all right. You know. But, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorites because his lyrics are so 
layered, like every word is in place. Every word means something, and it's there's there's no waste in here. You okay, know? I hear you. Okay. Um, hmm. So yeah, it's just something to keep an eye on for the next time we go well, around. Well, the mere fact that he has certainly earned a lot of money, but also you say has been able to manage and keep a lot of money yeah. speaks volumes. As you well know, many artists, athletes who earn a lot of money end up not being able to keep it. Sure. So he, if he yeah. has that kind of money today, then it says six speaks volumes about him, as I was mentioning about Holland Wolf earlier. Yeah. In his career, he um, he came up um, more or less just selling drugs. Mm-hmm. And um, he references this in a couple of his, his uh, songs that, you know, he it came about 95, 96, and he had a decision to make. Do I... Mm-hmm. Right. Do I continue selling drugs or do I pursue this music, music full thing. time? Yeah. And I think he made a pretty good decision. I think he made a good decision. Um, <laughs> the, the music has parlayed him. He's now into, um, well, he's got like uh, a vodka company. He's a, He owns several um, clubs or restaurants. Right, right. Um, he's got a, a sports agency, um, Rock Nation. Um, they represent some pretty large. Oh, uh, they do? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. So hmm. um, he's very diversified. Um, I think he's got a bunch of art as well. It speaks volumes about his yeah. ability, his yeah. management ability. Yeah, he's, he's being super able to see opportunities. Yeah. I'm actually reading a book um, about him by a guy named Michael Eric Dyson. I know him. Um, so I will keep reading the book and let you know what I think. Yeah, okay. Um, it's on my Kindle, so I can't exactly yeah, hand you a physical yeah. book, but Definitely. I'll mm-hmm. figure something out to where you can read it if you yeah. want to. Okay. Yeah. Cool. like to know more about him. Yeah. Married to an interesting lady and a talented lady in his in himself. Very much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Number our next two. artist is the second part of the triad, the King Brothers. This is Albert King. And in this case, Albert King. King is not his birth name. His, his birth name was Albert Nelson. He changed his name for some reason at an early stage of his life. Hmm. But Albert, uh, like B.B., is a Mississippi guy, born in Indianola, Mississippi, which again is sort of south central delta of Mississippi. Uh, again, not too terribly far from uh, uh, God's country, uh, <laughs> my, my town, Pelahatchie, Mississippi, Choctaw Indian town. And uh, do you think he do you, do you think he picked King because it was already popular, or did they? You know, what, what was the the order of them. I, I I don't think so. I don't think because of already popular. I I'm not so sure. Or maybe he, he, maybe he came. A bragging, he, he, a was born, he was born. Like uh, he was type. born in uh, 1923, long before you know BB came oh, okay. was real famous. I think it was an easier name to remember, hmm. uh, and so he. I think they kind of. St- hmm. I, I didn't find anybody in his family name uh, King. So uh, in that deal, but he um, shared something in common with Howlin' Wolf. He was a big man, six hmm. four. Holland Wolf was about six four, six five. Mm-hmm. Uh, from time to time, Holland Wolf weighed weighed three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albert King uh, was a big guy, uh, weighed two fifty at any particular time, and uh, he uh, also was unique in in regards to his playing uh, style or kind. He was a left-handed blues player. Oh, okay. Left hand, uh, and uh, he um, moved from Mississippi, uh, from the Delta in Enola. Spent a little bit of time again, the same pattern in Memphis, 
getting on and uh, and so forth. And then he also caught the uh, Illinois Central Railroad uh, <laughs> uh, train and went to uh, and went to Chicago uh, as well. And but then he came back. Uh, he came back and uh, to St. Louis and spent his time here as an adult uh, for the most part in the later years. And he uh, moved to Brooklyn. Illinois, which okay. is right across the river. Yep. Now, this is the second time we have mentioned Brooklyn. Your artist yeah. is from Brooklyn. That's right. Albert King is now living in Brooklyn. Let me ask you a question. He's still alive? No, he died okay. in uh, a few years ago, um, in 19, uh, nine, sorry, 1992, he died. Uh, uh, the name Brooklyn keeps popping up. Is, is uh, Brooklyn, New York, and Brooklyn, Illinois original? Or, are there any other Brooklyns in the world Do you know of? Oh, Where's the original yeah. Brooklyn? I, I would I don't know. I think it'd probably have to be New York. No, no, actually, New York is named after another Brooklyn from Europe. Really? And I have a son-in-law whose name is Maurice, and he is Maurice is from that country, Holland. Huh. That Holland uh, has a, a, a town in that area called Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, Netherlands. Okay. And uh, so Brooklyn, New York, as you well know, New York was initially called not called New York. It was called and named New, New Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Oh, okay, New Amsterdam. And a lot of the a lot of the towns and cities around that area, east to east coast, Brooklyn, uh, is named for for Dutch cities. And there's a little town across the river from uh, from New York City called Hoboken. Mm -hmm. There's a Hoboken, Holland, Netherlands as well. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, I that's know uh, that. so. Um, Albert King moved to Brooklyn, Illinois, hmm. across the river, played and lived in this area. Uh, until he died, and um, uh, I also, also added that in playing around this area, St. Louis and across the river, people from Southern Illinois and from this area would go and listen to Elba King over in East St. Louis mm -hmm. at a time when it was safe to do so. Uh, again, here I'm, it's personal history. When I first came to St. Louis in 19, in the summer of 1968, uh, I worked in Granite City. And I would shop in downtown uh, uh, East St. Louis on the weekends, get my hair cut. I had hair back in those days, get my hair <laughs> cut in, uh, in, uh, in East St. Louis. And they had one of the best jazz clubs uh, in the area at the time. And so it was a popular place to go to, to hang out and have some entertainment. And Albert King played over there. Wow. And, and so forth. So we're going to hear one of his uh, uh, signature songs. And it's known as Born Under a Bad Sign, mm -hmm. okay. Albert King from Indianola, Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 
That was great. So what do you think of that lick, that bass player on the Woman on the Bad Sign? Dun, yes. Dun, 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 dun. That was um that was quintessential blues. I mean you got Absolutely. you got somebody who's sad because he's got he's been dealt a crap hand his entire life, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the blues. But it's also consistent with what I said earlier about uh, voodoo and the idea of having bad luck born on bad on the bad sign mm -hmm. or or somebody yeah. putting a curse on you, what have you, and therefore you are limited by your ability to achieve what you want to achieve. And that's what he's getting uh, to here in this regard. But Albert King was a quint quintessential uh, blues player, and uh, he had a tremendous stage presence. And uh, whenever he appeared in public, people just uh, loved him because I said he was just a huge man himself, and he was awkward in the way he held, it, held it, the, the yeah. guitar to play it. Yeah play it in that regard but he was a local guy from across the river as they say hmm. yeah that's Albert King I'll tell you what uh, one of I have heard a lot of his work uh, one of the ways that I stumbled onto him was he did a um, he did an album with Stevie Ray Vaughan and this um, hmm. I had it on Pandora I had Pandora on and you know one of these a song had come on where it was him and Stevie Ray Vaughan and I mm -hmm. you know, tagged it thumb, thumbs up or whatever and then went back later on and well, I guess I probably can't say that word but yeah. um, I was listening to a streaming uh, service mm. and um, you know I tagged it and downloaded it later um, on another streaming service and listened to it top to bottom and it was pretty cool the way he kind of um, he and Stevie Ray Vaughan they, they went back and forth and it seemed like they had a really good uh, relationship at the, at the time, Stevie Ray Vaughan. It seemed like he was up and coming, mm -hmm. and it was kind of like a passing of the torch. Right, yeah, you I know, see. Like the hey, you know, yeah. this guy's the next real deal. Mm -hmm. um, you guys should listen to him, and I think that's really cool yeah. um, for artists yeah. to do. And it happens all the time, but yeah. you know, I, yeah. I, I I liked it, and yeah. it's a great. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that song, "Born Under a Bad Sign," is on that album. Is it? On, is it? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. the, another song that he recorded was a big hit. Was called "Crosscut Saw." Hmm. And that's again reference to wood industry in yeah. Mississippi, and you know what a crosscut saw is, right? Yes. It takes two people mm -hmm. to yeah. operate that uh, piece of equipment, and uh, he uh, talks about that uh, he he's, he wants to uh, come in contact with a lady. He wants to be the crosscut saw for her, basically. He wants to be drug across her wood. As, as oh he, boy! He talks. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's. Uh, that's Albert Albert King. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, all right. Uh, we're going to get back into the hip-hop portion uh, with a song called December 4th, uh, which happens to be Jay-Z's birthday. And what you will find here is Jay-Z's mom is on the, the album, on this mm. track. So um, it's actually kind of a, this is a cool song in my opinion. 
Sean Carter was born December 4th, weighing in at 10 pounds, 8 ounces. He was the last of my four children, hmm. the only one who didn't give me any pain when I gave birth to him. So yep. that's how I knew that he was a special child. Hmm. Say they never really miss you till you dead or you gone So on that note, I'm leaving after the song So you ain't gotta feel no way about Jay so long But at least let me tell you why I'm this way Hold on, who was conceived by Gloria Carter and Adnis Reeves Who made love under the sycamore tree Which makes me a more sicker MC and my mama would clean The ten pounds when I was born, I didn't give her no pain Her flow through the years, I gave her her fair share I gave her first real skin, I made it for birth when I got here She knows my purpose wasn't purpose, I ain't perfect, I care But I feel Purpose, cause my shirts wasn't matching my gear Now I'm just scratching the surface Cause what's buried under there Was a kid torn apart once his pop disappeared I went to school, got good grades Could behave when I wanted But I had demons deep inside That were raised when confronted Hold on Sean was a very shy child growing up He was into sports And the funny story is At four, he taught himself how to ride a bike A two-wheel like that Isn't that special? But hmm. I noticed the change in him when me and my husband broke up. Now the teachers couldn't reach me and my mama couldn't beat me hard enough to match the pain of my pop not seeing me. So with that disdain in my membrane, got on my pimp game, fucked the world, my defense came. Then the Haven introduced me to the game. Spanish Jose introduced me to Kane. I'm a hustler now. My gear is in and I'm in the in crowd. And all the way be light skinned girls is loving me now. My self esteem went through the roof, man. I got my swag. Got a vocal from this girl when the man got back. Okay. So, what did you think about that one? <sighs> it's kind of his, uh, his little autobiography there. Like. Yeah, I, was, it, I found it interesting that his mom uh, was uh, involved here in talking about him being a special child, given not her, him giving her no pain during the birth, and he was a rather large child. Yeah. I don't know what's the average size baby, but 10 pounds and 10 pounds 4 ounces or 8 big, ounces. That's a big turkey. He was a big guy. <laughs> Is he a big guy now? Is he that big a guy? I don't think so. He's not, he's not a howling wolf or... Uh, like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, something okay. like that. Yeah. I don't know. But it's certainly, she was right about one thing, he's a special guy in terms of talent. Uh, sure. Uh, and uh, do you know much about his um, formal education? No, I do not. No. Um, I wish I did, um, mm -hmm. and I'm sure I'll come across it in the uh, I'm just book kind of reading. interested and wonder how he was able to come up with uh, this ability uh, to, to uh, put together the lyrics that he does and to tell a story cogently. Mm -hmm. Normally that kind of sometimes takes a bit of training and, and sometimes just a natural gift. Uh, yeah. Maybe kind of like Carol King with writing and so forth and maybe that's the deal here. But certainly a talented guy uh, in that regard. Yeah. What did you think about her making um, making the point that he taught himself how to ride a two-wheeler bike? <laughs> yeah. What did you think well, about that? Yeah, well... Kind of remind you of somebody? Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't use training wheels ever. It's wrong. You did. <laughs> Some people have natural gifts, and so you just kind of uh, get on with it. And you probably didn't have any protective headgear either. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, apparently you didn't need any. Yeah, I had yeah. a thick skull. 
Must have been hereditary. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, so you got number three up here. I think the, the third of the three kings. The third of the three kings is Freddie, whose real name was King. Freddie King, in this case, singer and outstanding, outstanding guitarist. Uh, he, unfortunately, was not a Mississippi guy. He was born in Gilmer, Texas. And, uh, and back in 1934, and uh, he uh, he uh, did not uh, spend any time in Chicago. I'm sorry, in Memphis, as the other artists, but did in in fact move to Chicago and played on the west side of Chicago, over there with uh, Howlin' Wolf hmm. and with uh, Willie Dixon writing for him as well, and he signed with Cobra Records. But he actually then left uh, Chicago for whatever reason and started recording on the East Coast and moved to New Jersey. So we don't have many uh, blues uh, artists who actually uh, grew up or lived in New Jersey and yeah. worked out of there and travel as we have with uh, Freddie King. And he is an outstanding guitarist, is a good singer as well, and one of his favorite outstanding uh, blues uh, musical the guitar musical is called Hide Away, and we're going to listen to Hide Away uh, next. Okay. Sounds good. Here we go. Yeah. There's another shuffle. Yeah. Here's the turnaround. Yeah. That is Freddie King, younger than BB and uh, and uh, and Albert. And as I said, he moved to Chicago as a teenager. It is said that he snuck into clubs when he was a teenager. He was too young to actually be admitted uh, legally, but he would sneak into clubs on the south side to hear Muddy Waters, and on the west side to hear Howlin' Wolf. Hmm. And uh, he was also uh, influenced uh, by T-Bone Walker who was the favorite artist of your grandfather, mm -hmm. John Myers, and, uh, and Elmo James and Sonny Boy Williamson. And uh, he also played on the West Side with Willie Dixon 
the good man, basis from, uh, from Vicksburg, Mississippi. That's Albert King, who died at a very early age, uh, at 42 uh, in New Jersey, died of pancreatic cancer in 1976. Freddie? Freddie, Freddie King. King. Well, cool. I really like that one. Um, yeah. Even though it's it has a, no words, it's just, uh, yeah. yeah, that was, a, that was yeah. a fun song. Yeah. That was, yeah. Okay. Now, this one is called uh, another Jay-Z. Uh, it's called Public Service Announcement, um, or Interlude, is what you'll find it on the, um, mm -hmm. on, on, the, on the album, on the Black Album, which is, again, from 2003. I think this song is this song is cool. Uh, it's it's everything you really look for in a in, in a rap song. It's uh, it's it's got great production. Mm -hmm. You know, Jay Z's on there and he's just bragging. Um, he he's he's so good at rap. Uh, people at this time have been calling him uh, Jay Hova, which is a play on Jehovah. Oh, obviously. okay. So he called when he calls himself. Hove or HOV, he's talking. He's calling himself J Hove. Jehovah. He's saying okay. he's a rap god. Okay, which is not. I did not know that. Which is not <laughs> uncommon for guys to make up to find clever ways to refer to themselves. You know? Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Jehovah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Jehovah. This is a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the Good Folks. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, Ho, H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho, fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music biz number one supplier. Flyer than a piece of paper bearing my name. That's ridiculous. That's right, Ho, not DOC. But similar to them letters, no one could do it better. I check cheddar like a food inspector. Disgusting. My homie's trick told me, do finish your breakfast. So that's what I'ma do. Take you back to the dude with the Lexus. Fast forward the Jews and the Lexus. Let me tell you dudes what I do to protect you. Shoot at you actors like movie directors. Slay the movie, dogs. Now, before I finish, let me just say, I did not come here to show out. I did not come here to impress you. Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here, I'm gone. And I don't care what you think about me. But just remember, when it hits the fan, brother, whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Thing ain't locked. Honey came through the block and everything that's fly. I'm like, check your barrel with bling on. I'm complex. <laughs> I never claim to have wings on. Nigga, I get my by any means on. Whenever there's a drought, get your umbrellas out because that's when I brainstorm. You can blame Sean, but I ain't inventing the game. I just rode the dice trying to get some change. And I do it twice, ain't no sense in me playing as if I am a different man. And I can blame my environment, but ain't no reason why I be buying expensive change. Hope you don't think users are the only abusers, niggas getting high within the game. If you do, then how would you explain? I'm 10 years removed, still the vibe is in my veins. I got a hustler spirit, nigga, period. Check out my hat, yo, people, where I wear it. 
check out my swag, yo, I walk like a ball player. No matter where you go, you are what you are, player. And you can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Man, you was who you was before you got here. Only God can judge me, so I'm gone. So love me and leave me alone. So, uh, that's, so the, the Black Album, when he published this particular project, it was understood that this was going to be his last album, so that's why there's a lot of, like, finality in a lot of his raps, like, when the, when he said, when you're dead or you're gone, in the last, the last yeah. one, he's, he's talking about, like, I'm about to retire, you guys can have it, I'm still the, I'm, I'm the greatest, you know? I, so a lot of, a lot of his... Rapping a lot of his, his his lyrics here is about retiring, leaving the yeah, scene. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of the, the why why it's got that tone. Okay. Um, yeah. But some of the stuff he's saying, flyer than a piece of paper bearing my name like a flyer, it, mm -hmm. check cheddar like a food inspector. That's, yeah. That's ridiculous. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and uh, what did you think about this bar? Uh, I'm like Che Guevara with bling on. I'm complex. What did you think of when you heard that? Because I think that's one of the coolest things that any rapper has ever said. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you, why do you think that's so cool? Because Che Guevara was definitely, he was a socialist, right? Yes. And so for him to have something ostentatious like gold or diamonds or jewelry, that's antithetical to what? To Social, socialist. Yeah. Putting yeah. So he's on. saying okay. like, yeah. look, man, okay. I'm... I'm I'm this, but I'm also this. That, yeah, and so you can't put me into a bag or yeah. corner. I'm, I have uh, a little more complex than that complexity right. issue. Getting back to the the way that we look at people nowadays, like oh, this person's either bad or that they're good, or so I, I I just love that. Yeah, I love that 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 bar. Okay, yeah, okay, it makes sense. I agree. Yeah, and yeah. so he, he even continues like he understands that he's you know there ain't no reason why I be buying expensive chains like he knows that it's a waste of money but like and he can blame him as he can blame his environment but like he is who he is you know and he even says this later like no matter where you go you are what you are you can try to change but that's just the top layer okay you what you was who you was before you got here that's it's prophetic. Like he's 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 this the 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 nature of human beings. I yeah. Think. Like he yeah. he speaks to that in a lot of his rhymes. Yeah. He mentioned uh, Lexus automobiles and 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 jewels, jewelry, yeah. and so forth, and uh, that's not consistent with uh, the lifestyle necessarily. Uh, quote the hood, but if you're successful in the hood, yeah. you can afford those type things and bring them back to the hood, and that may be inspiring to other people who are in the hood who don't quote have a See a way out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, exactly. Yeah. So you know, and he even mentions here. Um, I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. That's a direct. Um, a, he's saying that he sold cocaine. Yes. So snowflakes. Uh, yes. You know. Yeah. I don't need to break that down anymore. No, but no. Uh, I mean, there there are sometimes I I don't know what you know. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah. So. Was know. was there at a particular point in time where he came to realization, you kind of mentioned it before, that he, he knew he had, he had talent to do something else with. Was there any persons in influencing his life? Was uh, his mom or father or somebody said, now is the time to make the break to do music as opposed to what you've been doing? Is there anybody, was that a t point in time that he can, you can identify? 
I can't right now, but um, once I finish this book, I'll probably be able to tell <laughs> yeah, you. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not exactly sure. When, I think around that 90, 96 mm-hmm. time frame, um, because he had been very popular, um, more so in the Northeast. Um, around that time, here in the Midwest, the mm-hmm. argument, the, a lot of the attention was on, um, it was on Notorious B.I.G., and Tupac in the West. So you oh. had the East and West. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but there was quite the beef um, between Tupac out of the West Coast yeah. and um, to a lesser degree, I guess, Snoop and um, a guy named Suge Knight, uh, who was the, the owner of the record label uh, called Death Row Records. Yeah. And um, and Bad Boy Records, who's, who at the time was well, still is owned by Sean Puffy Combs. And... So it was Notorious B.I.G. and Puffy. Mm-hmm. They're the same label. Um, Notorious B.I.G. was signed to Bad Boy. And then there's Death Row. And Death Row had Snoop and they had yeah. Tupac. And so it was like a East-West beat. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, but getting back to Suge, uh, was in uh, domiciled in uh, Las Vegas, was he not? Um, I don't know about that. But Is that where he died? No, I think Suge Knight is still alive, but Wait. Tupac was Tupac was killed there. Oh, I'm thinking okay, Tupac, yeah, it was Tupac, Tupac was, was killed, killed okay, in Las okay. Vegas. Oh, I see. Um, but yeah, so so my my point was that at at the time, at the, the mid '90s, it was Biggie, Biggie, and um and Tupac, and Jay Z kind of was very very popular on the East Coast mostly. Um, e- even more so among hip hop heads, but like he, he really wasn't as popular as he was. It took a couple of years, um, and he had a, a smash hit called um, God. What was it? Was it? Uh, I think it might have been Hard Knock Life. And then shortly after that, Big Pimpin', which I'll probably play for you at some point. Mm-hmm. But he he had a couple of really really massive massive records, and he went from kind of very well-known artist to like one of the one of the most well-known artists in in, in the world so um it was hmm. it happened like in the blink of an eye in like 97 98 and then 99 and his worth like quadrupled wow. so wow. how things can uh can turn around really. yeah indeed hmm. Hmm. so uh, i think at some point we'll get more into the um the East Coast to West Coast beef, but mm-hmm. um, for 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 our purposes now, we'll just shelf that. Yeah, kind of reminds me again the South Side and West Side of Chicago beef. Yeah, Holland Wolf and and Muddy Waters. Hmm. Well, uh, the good thing is that it didn't end with people getting <laughs> no, shot. No, <laughs> which is you know. However, it uh, as we play the next one, I'll I'll, I'll comment upon that because it could well have been. Uh, given the artists involved here with the next album we're going to talk about on blues. Did, did their fans ever get insanely defensive over their artists? or I, I, the, the fans uh, had their loyalties. Mm-hmm. There were some people who, who, who only went to Muddy Waters concerts, yeah. but there were some who did both. Sure. And like I said, I, I never went to the, saw Muddy Waters, but you know, I, I would have. I just didn't yeah. get busy. And because he, was, he lived, he played near where I lived, mm-hmm. but I just never did. I just busy guy. I was working. Yeah. And Howlin' Wolf was on the way home one night. <laughs> <laughs> right on. 
so, what do we have next? So we have next uh, one of my favorite blues guys. <clears throat> and he is not that well known because he didn't make a lot of records. He uh, only had maybe uh, four or five or six different hits. Primarily, he was a backup artist playing in the bands of other people like Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf. But his name is Marion Walter Jacobs, hmm. better known as Little Walter. Why didn't he stick with Marion? <laughs> I don't think that would uh, go well, well uh, I'm not so sure. But uh, sadly, Little Walter was not born in Mississippi. Oh, man. Uh, he's the second guy who's not a Mississippi guy that I've spoken about. He's not from Texas. He's from Marksville, Louisiana. And he was a harmonica player. He didn't write, but he could sing. Uh, he, I'm sorry, he did He did uh, do some writing for himself, not for others. Uh, he was an outstanding harmonica player. And again, uh, a little bit like some of the artists you mentioned, or Jay-Z uh, uh, and others, he played harmonica, but he never took harmonica lessons. He hmm. didn't have any formal musical education, and yet he was able to rise to, to the position, in my humble opinion, as the greatest blues artist in the history of that, of that genre having wow. played with Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf and, uh, and on his own. Mm -hmm. And uh, so little Walter Jacobs, uh, just uh, an outstanding guy. He moved to Chicago and got associated with uh, Chess Records. And maybe at another time, it would be a, a good uh, discussion to have about Chess Records. I would think so. Chess yeah. Records itself uh, is a company that got started in Chicago back in the the 19, uh, late 40s, early 50s time frame, by two Polish Jews who came over here with nothing, mm -hmm. no money. and But they recognized a genre, blues, that was uh, had out, these out, outstanding artists, and uh, they needed someone to, to record them and promote them, mm -hmm. and they, they filled the, the gap. Hmm. And uh, so all of the great blues guys in Chicago, from Buddy Wars to Howlin' Wolf to Little Walter Jacobs, uh, signed with and played for Chess Records in Chicago, and uh, the Chess Records became uh, the the number one blues uh, recording studio in the world. Yeah, they keep coming up. Yeah, and they were on 42nd Street, uh, I'm sorry, on uh, Martin Luther King uh, Drive, which was then called Carter's, Carter's Grove, about uh, uh, 2,500 south from downtown uh, Chicago. I used to drive by there quite often, but I never went in. I just saw the, you know, mm. the, the sign, and, and but it was still there when I lived there. And we're going to listen to Little Walter in one of his uh, songs. He had about four or five hits, one which was called My Babe and Jute, but this one is called uh, Mean Old World, okay. to live in by yourself. All right, here we go. Hmm. 
That's Little Walter. Of all the artists we've talked about, he was the most difficult person to live with, to have in a band. Holland Wolf couldn't control him. Uh, Muddy Waters couldn't control him. Uh, he, had, he was a hothead. Hmm. He bought a brand new Cadillac in the late 1950s and took off, it was a two-door Cadillac, and mm -hmm. took off both the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Drove around the south side of Chicago. Okay. And he died at an early age of 38. Mm. The greatest blues harmonica player in the world. And it was really, really a sad day for everybody who knew about blues. Yeah. Who can replace Lil Walter Jacobs? And we, everybody said, nobody. What did he die from? Uh, uh, I don't, uh, I think uh, heart complications. Mm. Uh, another way of saying, I think probably alcoholism. Hmm. He was a heavy drinker. Uh, I don't think it was drugs, just drink. He was, he was, and he played better harmonica drunk than most people could play sober. <laughs> That's little Walter Jacobs from uh, Marksville, Louisiana, not so, Mississippi. So why do you think, I mean, you've mentioned, this is our what, uh, one, two, three, four, Five, six. This is our seventh or eighth guy. Yes. Uh, why do you think all this talent comes from like one or two or three states in the whole country? Why is it all from from like right here, you know, right there in the middle of the? That that that, that to me is a, a really a, a good question, a good observant question. It is very similar to uh, hubs. Uh, manufacturing hubs mm -hmm. or IT hubs. Why Why most of the IT activity come from Silicon Valley? Mm -hmm. Why uh, were most cars produced in Detroit, Michigan? Mm. And the answer is, is that one or two will go there and they will attract other people who will imitate them in essence. Say, say it differently, in the Delta of Mississippi, if you were going to be an, an, a, 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 as a young person, you looked around to see who, who would be, be your influenced uh, person who going to influence you the most, it was not the people, the farmers, it was not the people who owned small businesses, it was the blues artists. They were held up in high esteem. Mm -hmm. And so as a young kid, you get a, a guitar, you get a, uh, and, uh, a, uh, a, uh, a harmonica, which were inexpensive instruments, by mm -hmm. the way. Compared to horns and other things, and everybody could could afford a two dollar uh, 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 harmonica or ten dollar uh, guitar, and that's and they were influenced by the people around them whom they looked up to. Wow! So that it's just hours and hours and hours of getting better at that. Yeah, you know. And and then uh, some of the blues artists, if you like Robert Johnson and Tony Boy Williamson, they would take time with new artists coming up to teach them licks and how to play and so mm -hmm. forth. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I think I might download some more of his stuff. Yeah. And uh, Well, I've learned a great deal about uh, hip-hop from our discussion here today. And well, I'm and going I have one to more. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I have one I more. Okay, all right. One, one <laughs> last. This one, this one is uh, What More Can I Say? Um, and I don't think it... With a, with a title like that, I don't think you can really preface it at all. Okay. So, here I you go. Have it. Yeah. This is from Gladiator. Remember okay. that movie? Mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> Turn the music up. Turn me down. Cool. Let's go get him again. 
It's time is for the money, my nigga. <laughs> Brooklyn, stand up. <laughs> Never been a nigga this good, but it's long, this hood This <coughs> hot, hot, but it's strong But so many different flows This one's for this song The next one I switch up This one will get beat up These fucks too lazy to make up shit They crazy, they don't paint pictures They just trace me, you know what? Soon they forget where they pluck They hold down from the try to reverse the outcome I'm like, I'm not a biter, I'm a writer for myself and others I say a big verse, I'm only bigging up my brother Bigging up my barrel, I'm big enough to do it I'm that barrel, plus I know my own flow is foolish So the rings and things you sing about, bring them out It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth I'm in new sneakers, dual seaters, few divas What more can I tell you? Hmm. Let me spell it for you, W <coughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, right. What are your, uh, you know, what are you thinking there? Far from a Harvard student? Well, I was, uh, covered a lot of territory, a little difficult to follow. <laughs> That's why I gave you the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to keep up with him, but, uh, 
Yeah. Is that one of your favorite uh, recordings uh, of this artist? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, what, what do you what do you like most about it? Well, first of all, he starts off. You know, uh, he's 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 telling me like there's never been anybody this good for this long, which mm -hmm. is true. He he's he made over ten albums. Well, I think this was his ninth album, um, but he's made a bunch of albums, and his career is spanning. You know, he's forty years old. Wait, he's over. He's more than forty, but he's he's old by rap standards. It's a young man's right, game, right, you know. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's still relevant at at this age when this song came out is it's abnormal um and he's saying he's got so many different flows this <clears> one's <throat> for this song the next one i'll switch it up i mean he's saying he can rap on any beat you know effectively and well and uh, the the competition they're lazy and they don't paint pictures with words they just trace what he's already done um if you're not if you're not paying attention to what he's saying it'll be <laughs> It'll go straight over your head because it rhymes and it sounds good. You might just say, oh, okay, he rhymed two words together, you know. Right. But he's saying, hey, I'm painting pictures. These guys aren't painting pictures. They're tracing over what I've already done. They're rapping like me. They're taking my style. And they can't do it as well as I can. I see. That's what I love about this. Um, mm -hmm. He gives a shout-out to, I say a big verse, I'm only bigging up my brother. They're very good friends, him and Notorious B.I.G. I see, yeah. Um, bigging up his borough. He's from... Um, He's from Brooklyn also. Oh. Um, Marcy Projects is where he came from. Okay. Um, it's again, crazy. he goes out his way to mention, again, in each, I think each one of these songs, uh, where he's from. Yeah. His, his location or his hometown or, in this case, Brooklyn. Uh, what, do you, what do you think he's uh, really saying about that is, does Brooklyn have such a, a reputation that... Uh, well, I think at the time um, it was—it's not the Brooklyn that people know now. It yeah. was a lot more violent and rough coming up, and him, his, his, him saying that he's where he is now—he's—he's he's telling the people that are in that are in Brooklyn, yeah. like you can make it out. You can, yeah. you know, sky's the limit to to, to quote Biggie. But mm -hmm. you know, he's he's representing his his hometown. You know, like and like very much the same way that mm -hmm. um, Notorious B.I.G. did and. 314 mm -hmm. City Gear does with uh, their mm -hmm. repping the 314, but you know it's all about uh, sense of pride and where you come from for yeah. th for him. You yeah. Know? Okay. Um, okay. And and also like providing that that hope for younger kids that they can make Be something born. of their lives yeah. and it's not completely hopeless. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. You private jets down to Turks and Caicos. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Chris Caseloads. That's uh, Cristal. That's a type of champagne. Okay. Um, didn't so, uh, miss that. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you know. Yeah. But what what are what are Deuce sneakers? Deuce. He mentioned new sneakers. Deuce sneakers. Uh, Deuce cedars. Two cedars. Two cedars. Yeah, it's coops. Coops. Uh, like okay. a, you know a car that's got two. Yes, gotcha, yes, Okay, I got you. you. Know, coops are more expensive and more fun to drive. I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, S dots. Uh, he's talking about the S dot Carters. Um, he had a, a, a shoe deal with Reebok at the time. Oh. Okay. So uh, you're talking about a guy who went from selling crack, and then a couple years later, mm -hmm. you know, he's got his own. He's, he's got all these endorsement deals, and he's not even an athlete. Mm-hmm. Which is again, he references in, in this mm -hmm. in this song. Also, he's a hustler. You know. He's, yeah. And he mentions a. Uh, 
when they've got something when they've got you in a mag magazine uh, for half of a half of a billy. What's a billy? A billion dollars. Well, he's he's talking about being listed in Forbes. Okay, uh, as his private his, his network. As we talking, okay, he's talking about himself. Okay, yeah. and yeah. There, well, a billy, a billion dollars. Half a billion. <laughs> got interpreted interpreted language here. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's done quite well, obviously. Uh yeah. Yep. 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 So he's yep. uh So as these uh artists such as this gentleman uh are getting up in age, what is the future like for hip hop, do you think? Well, um I think it's the most popular genre um on the face of the earth right now. Um and there's a couple of different factions. There's you know, people my age that tend to really value uh, the, the lyrics mm -hmm. and um, being able to, uh, to, for an artist to tell you a story or to even just, even if you're just bragging, but you can be very, very clever about the way you brag on yourself, there, mm -hmm. there's value in that. But um, there's a couple factions in, in hip-hop right now. There's like um, the younger generation that don't really think that uh, lyrics, lyrical contents, all that important, and so a lot of them mumble, and the the lyrics don't mm -hmm. make any sense. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but it sounds cool. So you've got that faction, and then you've got like, hey man, I want, I want like dope lyrics. I want like stuff that makes me think. I want I want my rap to to have a point. I want it to either, you know, tell me a story or entertain me or address something that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Like a, a lot of a lot of uh, hip hop songs, they they uh, especially like Public Enemy, for example, they will um, they'll tackle issues that are prevalent in the hood. Um, I don't know if you remember Nine One One is a joke, but they they were going out of their way to make a point, like, hey, if you are in a poor section of a city and you call Nine One One, they ain't showing up in three minutes. <laughs> right, yeah. But if 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 somebody in Ladue, for right, example, yeah. calls, they'll be, be right there, there, right there. So. Yeah. Um, a lot of these, a, a lot of, there's a lot of conflict in terms of who wants to steer yes, hip hop where. Yeah. And I don't know that you necessarily even have to take sides. I think yeah. that music is going to be what it's going to be and it's open for interpretation. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Right. So, where is, as a teenager interested in hip hop, he, he or she is not going to hear it on the radio, uh, not necessarily on uh, TV programs of any length so and you're not going to see a lot of hip-hop artists in clubs around the area are you um they tour from time to time yeah but um i guess most of these artists where, where kids and people will go and find them is online clearly. just online internet you know, is one thing. streaming is huge okay. um I, I don't even they don't count record sales anymore i don't actually they I don't know how they count record sales um, because streaming is so, so prevalent. Yeah, so, prevalent. Um, yeah. so I think they count streams now as opposed to album sales because no one no one buys albums. Like I have a streaming service and I listen to songs, mm -hmm. but I don't buy an album gotcha. unless unless I really want to yeah, buy that right. album. Exactly. You know? okay. um, so yeah, you have to go where the music is, and a lot of times that means making a choice whether it be platform A, B, or C. Or D or whatever the case is. So, Let's see. Okay. yeah. Hmm. So you think the genre is going to be around? It's most popular right now, and uh, yeah, just for for the for the near future, huh? I do. Um, it's 
insanely profitable. You've got uh, rappers like Kanye West. He has his Yeezy brand of shoe. He's never played um, a professional sport in his entire life. Yeah. Um, Travis Scott has a uh, an, an edition of Jordan. Um, well, so mm. Sean Carter, Jay Z had you know Reeboks. I saw a, a Mountain Dew commercial with the Migos on it today, and I know you don't know who they are, but they're um, they're some of the younger. They're, they're in the new guard of, of hip hop, and they're getting major sponsorships from you know that's I believe that's a Coca Cola mm. brand, um, Mountain Dew, but. Yeah, you're seeing um, advertisers give real dollars to these guys, and it's not going. They wouldn't do that if they didn't think that it was going to pay off in the end. Okay. So how how would an American artist, hip hop artist, participate in the, in the international hip hop movement? That, that is to get people to listen to, to their music, or somebody they sponsor in China or Japan or Spain or internet, Italy. internet. Uh, so, so if you if you're Sean Carter, would you try to find artists there to record under your auspices or under your label? That's happened. Yeah, um, okay. there's been a couple of guys that have been found that way. A young man by the name of Justin Bieber, I know was, uh, was discovered by Usher, and Usher saw a YouTube okay. Okay. clip gotcha. of him. Singing, so doing, he you know, kind of signed him up and signed took him, him and the rest okay. is history. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the internet is, as you know, you, you teach in your <clears> business <throat> courses, it's insanely powerful and the, the reach is infinite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, is there anything you'd like to wrap up or anything? Uh, I'd just like to say that uh, to the audience, uh, thank you for listening, and I've enjoyed chatting about my favorite genre. Uh, blues is part of my heritage and my background, and uh, I've enjoyed it for the many, many decades. But as I said before, I enjoy all genres. I like a little bit of classic. I, I particularly like uh, country music as part of my uh, history and background. Back in the old days in Mississippi, we only had a few, few radio stations. And one radio station, depending on the time of day, would play a little bit of classical, a little bit of jazz. Hmm a little bit of uh, blues, a little bit of country, a little bit of gospel, certainly on the, on the weekends, on Sunday. And so mm-hmm. even in rural Mississippi, you got a chance, exposure to all of the genres of music. Yeah. That's why I like it all. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Even even uh, in that area, we had some uh, uh, Bourbon Street uh, type of blues, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing that uh, we would get in Mississippi as well. Zydeco? Zyd- Zydeco, yeah, Zydeco yeah. exactly. All of that, all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys always did a good job of um, introducing us to music. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember going to the symphony at a very young age and learning to play like violin and yeah. piano and cello and all, a lot of different instruments, and it was always around, yeah. you know, um, yeah. especially during the holidays. So yeah. I yeah. appreciate that, and I thank you for for uh, for always having music around in the house. Wonderful. Cool. Thank you. Um, so we'd like to thank you guys for joining and listening uh, to us talk. Um, chop it up a little bit um, I think the next one uh, next episode uh, I'll probably introduce Pop to Black Thought one of my favorite MCs um, he is the the lead MC for The Roots uh, Jimmy Fallon house band um, if you don't know who they are check them out and we really do encourage you guys um, as we I, I know we can't play all these songs um, on on YouTube or on our podcast but um, 
we will give you the name of the artist and the song and we really hope that you will um, check these songs out uh, at your leisure um, even if that means opening up another browser and listening to listening to that on another uh, on another page so um, once again thanks to you thanks guys for listening thanks to our sponsors 314 city gear leah myers realtor with keller williams um, thanks a lot and we'll see you guys next time adios bye, bye now